Welcome to this episode of the Vegan Family Podcast. I'm excited uh, to always talk to you, Cheryl. I'm excited about some of the uh, topics we're going to cover in this episode around meal planning, recipes, foods for your family. Uh, I think it should be a really great episode. Yeah, I always just like talking about food. I am a stereotypical <laughs> vegan in that way. It defines us. So uh, we'll be right back after this. It's time for Compassion Over Killing's Vegan Family Podcast with your hosts, Eric C. Lindstrom and Cheryl Leahy. We're back. Yes. Um, so you went to an event recently in California. Is that right? Tell me about this. Yeah. So this is the second year. I just last night went to the first uh, four sessions at this local church that just happens to be in my neighborhood. You know, uh-huh. it's usually, usually I would have really no occasion to interact with these guys, but I this is the second year that I'm going to their four-week plant-based cooking school is what they call it. And so they have every week they have like a cooking demo and a lecture. And what's kind of cool about it is, you know, it's like the health side, which we should talk about the, you know, how that intersects or should intersect more with the animal, animal uh, motivated people. Um, But, um, you know, they have, they have a really cool lecture. Last night's lecture was the um, Dr. Shirzai you know, the Alzheimer's, it's a, it's a couple. It's like him and his wife. They're both uh, Dr. Scherzai's, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Scherzai squared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then his daughter was there last night, which was really cute. Um, and um, they talk about basically how to prevent Alzheimer's through diet and some other, some lifestyle things, but really focused a lot on diet. And I had heard about them through the kind of healthy vegan world. Um, and then the, the, like this one of these, like, you know, circulator, like local, um, newspaper or kind of like glossies that, that come in the mail for my local city had them on the cover because, um, they're part of this blue zones project. I don't know how much you know about these blue zones. So our city is one of the, is in one of these blue zones projects. So that's like the healthiest places in the world have these qualities for, um, lifestyle and, you know, long living, healthy living, all that. So there's like exercise components and diet components and all that. So, you know, there, it was interesting because, um, you know, it's funny to see the same sort of themes or people showing up in different parts of your life. Um, but you know, that was the first time I'd heard him speak and then they did a cooking demo. And then next week they're going to have Ray Cronize who, um, you know, we've known through just known of through, um, the health vegan world. He's the one who got Penn Teller um, to eat whole foods plant-based and lose a bunch of weight and stuff. So that's actually the way that kind of our family got more involved in um, learning about the healthy vegan stuff. But what was kind of cool about last night is, so this is the second year I've done this last year. I left the kids at home this year. I brought the kids and um, my older one was just so excited about like watching them do the cooking demo and like learning about cooking. And then they send you home with this, recipe book um and it's free the whole thing is free and there was like wow. three, 300 people there so, something like that oh my gosh 
That is huge. Yeah. So it's this so, whole other world. It's like this parallel. It's like ships in the night sometimes between the animal people and the health people when it comes yeah. to veganism. I think it's because it's like a different demographic maybe. Like it's this, this group well, tended sure. older, tended, I'm going to just say more conventional, like, <laughs> right? Like just well, your sort of typical suburbanites, which is interesting, you know, maybe that's the way to get them. We were re- You'd mentioned before we were recording that this is a Seventh Day Adventist church, right? Yeah, and I think so. I mean, don't hold me to that because I don't oh, okay. know. Oh, okay. But I think I know that that's on... part of the, like, what puts it on as a Seventh Day Adventist. I'm not sure this particular yeah, church yeah. is. Seventh... But anyway, this but particular yeah, church I mean, is advocate... very involved. Yeah, they advocate yeah. vegetarianism, veganism. Yeah, I think that's fantastic because, in fact, here in sort of the Northeast in Pennsylvania, there's the Summerfest, which is just recently been renamed Vegan Summerfest. It was Vegetarian Summerfest for years. Nice. And because of its location, it has um, a Seventh-day Adventist backing or uh, bend to it. This is where Dr. Greger comes and does his big speech for the first time. This is where Dr. Campbell comes and Esselstyn's and everybody Mm -hmm. that we're talking about in terms of the Whole Foods plant-based community. So when you said that, I was like, this is fantastic to have that kind of a turnout on a weekly basis in your community. Well, they do it for, for the October. It's four weeks. But then throughout well, the year, they do, I think, like a once a month event or something. That's, that's great. Well, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm envious that you got to, to go. And I'm, uh, I'd, look, I'd love to hear more about the future um, events as well. It sounds really great. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's int- if anybody's in L.A. area, it's, it's in the South Bay Um but um, and they do it every October. And then, like I said, throughout the year, they have like a once a month event. But it was interesting to me, you know, having sort of heard some of this material before, um, just looking more at this kind of sociology of the, <laughs> the occasion, um, you know, seeing like what got people excited, who was there, um, you know, what what is the kind of attitude like the daughter um, went up and did part of the cooking demo and she was kind of joking about like, oh, like, you know, there are people who say, where do you get your protein? It's probably somebody who's like not healthy person says, where do you get your protein? Which was like a cute sort of joke. But we would make yeah. the same joke except say right. it's probably somebody who like doesn't care about animals. So it's interesting <laughs> right. to me, um, A, to see that from a kid's point of view. Like I've always sort of thought that kids are naturally predisposed much more to align with animal issues that like just sure. getting excited about having healthy living well into their eighties and nineties is really not going to, you know, cite <laughs> an eight year old or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it was interesting. I mean, obviously she's an unusual kid because of who her parents are and, you know, she's really talented and everything. Um, and probably just very responsible. Maybe that's like where the, the health interest comes from, but you know, there's, there's gotta be more that we can do to really kind of provide literacy, um, the animal people need sort of more of the health side literacy and the health yeah. people need to know what's happening to the animals. Because I think that this could be, you know, sort of a more than the sum of its parts situation. If we were able to mix these crowds, you know, a little bit yeah. better, they do a great job, like kind of teaching you about how to take incremental steps to get there. Like what's wrong with thinking about things in terms of just motivation and willpower, you know, all this, like the public health world gets how hard it is to, you know, resist the, food environments, temptations, basically. Um, And I think that's kind of cool. I also kind of got the sense from this, um, you know, that maybe people like, you know, we can have this whole other conversation about plant-based and vegan some other time. 
But it was interesting to me that I don't get the sense that many of these people would, you know, show up at a vegan festival, right? Like that they would be like just sort of out and proud vegans. Um, And I think we are living in this world where there's all these like sort of sleeper vegans, like, you know, ready to be activated, right? Like <laughs> yeah. in the right, in the right in the circumstance. Shadows. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we've got these, these like operatives everywhere. Um, and you would have no idea, like, right. I mean, nobody's like, you know, dressing like an activist kind of presenting that way, like the way that you would sort of think about your stereotypical vegan. And we've talked over the years at COK, we've talked about like, how do we kind of communicate that message that like vegans are everywhere, every demographic, every, you know, ideology, like everything, right? Like any kind of measure of diversity you could possibly imagine, like they're out there. Um, And I think, you know, I think personally, like, there it it is imperative in a way to kind of admit it like at least in key moments you know people are worried about being impolite or they're worried about you know failing at their attempts to be vegan or whatever and maybe those are the reasons that they're not like hey like i'm vegan i'm happy about it i love it because most people if you really press them they they would do that but they're not going to offer that information despite the stereotypes otherwise um, yeah, yeah. because it's funny cause people are like, how do you know someone's vegan? Like, you know, how do you know someone's vegan joke? Like they'll tell you, but it's right, like, yeah. those are only the people who are like the most assertive and the loudest ones. Like you don't know, yeah. probably that's just the tip of the iceberg. So, yeah, you know. there is something about, you know, a, a vegan letting people know they're vegan because in our case, or at least in my case, you know, I do want to sort of weave in the animal rights messaging and I want to, you know, talk about, my own vegan journey and how proud I am to be vegan. But as you're saying, there are a lot of people out there. um, A lot of them here where I live too, that subscribe to this whole foods, plant-based diet who um, not only won't make the connection, but they're for lack of a better term offended by veganism um, because we eat the vegan junk food. Right. Like we do things that they will never do, you know, because of their health, because they're managing, um, an incredible, uh, you know, health perspective based on diet. And so they'll stick to what they're doing. They'll write their cookbooks. They'll uh, walk around saying no oil, no salt, and, you know, eat right and all of this, which is fantastic. And I wish I could get there myself. Um, but they're not the ones who are going around saying they're vegan. They'll just say, no, I'm just, I eat right. <laughs> you know, like right. I, I'm on a plant-based diet, a whole food plant-based diet. So yeah, it's, it's interesting um, th- that I always have felt that there's a way to coax over or better educate or, um, for lack of a vegan term, lure some of those people over to say, um, you know, join us, like be vegan. Like let's, let's work on this together. We'll, you know, we'll help you with the animal side of it and you can help us with the, the health food side. Yeah, exactly. It should be a sort of a two way street. And I think it is like, you know, it's cultural, right? It's like, there's something kind of, um, about the, the archetypal personality in each group, Um, and so it's sort of incumbent on us as activists who are trying to, you know, be effective with our work, um, to figure out how to bridge that and, and build sort of a more unified front. Because I think, you know, we've had this conversation in our junk food episode, like, it's like, it's great to know (laughs) how to do this, right? I mean, it's really amazing. Like, you know, I've, I didn't really have any entry into the vegan health world until maybe 10 years ago. And I watched some people give testimonials at like, you know, people who had been homeless, people who had extreme 
um, chronic health issues. And it, it was yeah, at this, yeah. you know, this like fancy fundraiser. So these people were bussed down, um, you know, to, to talk about this um, and probably had never, you know, been in that kind of environment and did amazing um, giving these testimonials about what their life was really like. And I mean, that was the first sort of light bulb moment to me that it's like, this stuff is transformative. It's powerful. You know, people don't yeah. feel like they have the tools to fix, you know, there's this sort of perception that like, oh, well, you get old, you're going to get cancer, you're going to get heart disease, you're going to have all these crippling, you know, ailments. And these people are now empowered with this information and the, and the practical tools to um, you know, get healthier. And I never really thought about that before that day. Um, and it yeah. really is very powerful. And I think if you combine that with, and by the way, you know, if the, if your main motivation is through health and you're saying, and by the way, like it's horrible what's happening to the animals. It is really that yeah. bad. I think yeah. that's not even really sort of entering into most, um, people's consciousness if that's their main motivation. Um, in the vegan yeah. world. So I think there's got to be something there. And, you know, from a, from a kids and family point of view, I think kids are way more open-minded to sort of both of those messages. Like yeah, it's, it's much easier to get kids yeah. to eat broccoli if you're telling them that, you know, they're, they can be like a super vegan helping the animals when they are eating broccoli. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Some of it, so much of it's about how we were, were raised ourselves and old habits and cultural, you know, uh, traditions and beliefs um, that keep people on their track, their dietary track sometimes. So you said you walk away from these events also with recipes. Yeah. You can make what was being made. Yeah, we can make what was being made. And then they give you a recipe book for the whole session. And then there's additional nice. recipes in there. So they're all just like, you know, healthy recipes, which some of which I still use. I mean, last year they had Chef AJ on, who I love. Um, and oh, so yeah. a lot of her recipes were in last year's book and this year's book. And we make that kind of stuff all the time. Um, although, to be honest, sometimes I throw a little avocado on top of the chili or whatever. But, um, <laughs> hey, like, I feel, I realize it's such a parallel world because I realize, like, how irritated I get when people make comments that would be the equivalent of that in the animal rights context. Like, when I tell yeah, people, oh, yeah, I'm, like, vegan for the I animals, know. and they're like, well, like, I just like a little chicken now and then. It's like, oh, my God, why are you telling me this? But I'm doing the exact same thing to the health people. I'm like, yeah, I'm into health. Like, I identify with this. Like, right. let me into your club. But I still want my avocado or whatever. <laughs> saute and oil. <laughs> I'm not going to saute and water. Not, actually, I'm not um, that into oil. I have been able to mostly get past when my own cooking. I do feel like it doesn't. I mean, we can get yeah, past yeah, it. Yeah. Like, it, especially if I don't, if I'm not really strict about salt, like I can put broth um, and that can be really tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that sort of, it might be a good segue to our uh, episode's um, content about meal planning because do you come away from these types of events, do you personally, um, with ideas to feed your family? Um, you know, do you come away with recipes that your own kids will eat, that your family will eat? Are these opportunities to sort of round out better, um, not just healthier foods, but easier to prepare foods because you watch them being prepared. Does this help with with your, your feeding your family? Yeah, I think here's what's happening with feeding families, right? Like, and you can, I'm sure, like have had the same experience. And we've talked a little bit about kitchen gadgets and stuff like that. But like the problem is sometimes you're hungry and sometimes you feel like cooking and those things do not always align. 
<laughs> right. And then you have, you know, like little hands just constantly sort of making demands both for eating and for other things, right? Like my younger one yeah. would way rather like have a, you know, play pirates or Batman than, you know, have it have dinner or whatever. Um, so it's a question of like, how do you kind of put a system in place that actually is going to, um, work when you are not like really that motivated to cook? Yeah, that is a challenge. Um, and I have been finding myself very busy lately. Um, you know, professionally, uh, a lot going on with compassion over killing, but also, um, just, you know, as we talked about in a previous episode, the return the to the school I know. year. Yeah. And so meal planning per se becomes more challenging. It becomes something that, um, I quite frankly can't always do, or we can't always do in the house to be able to, on a Sunday night, I've seen a lot of people do it, you know, preparing all of their cut up vegetables, which is a big thing yeah. that Colleen Patrick Goudreau talks about. Um, getting uh, all of your foods lined up for Monday through Friday, and this is going to alternate rice between pasta, between this and that. Um, it's not always easy. And so I have found, um, and I know you have as well, there are some meal services that um, can help families put food on mm-hmm. the table. So one of which um, is called Veg Ready, and this uh, gentleman, Mark, started the company probably three or four years ago when I first met him, and he's created um, shelf-stable meals that are sort of centered around a rice or a quinoa that you then put vegetables or a salsa and stir it in. So it's very simple um, you know, meals that you can take on the go. You can take them on airplanes, in fact. Wow. You can leave them in your office desk drawers. Um, and, you know, it's it's an easy way to, first of all, eat vegan. You know, uh, he's very much behind the animal rights messaging, which is uh, an insert in the um, food, you know, in the food packaging when you get it, how many animals you're saving. Um, but also, it's just a great way to make sure you're able to eat a healthy meal and, of course, the convenience of it. And Um, I do want to say that there is a link I would encourage our listeners to check out, and that's tryveg.com forward slash veg ready. And if you go through that link, um, you get a special deal. um, And also uh, Mark and the the, uh, veg ready team will uh, very generously donate money back to Compassion Over Killing because they, of course, believe in all of what we do uh, at Compassion Over Killing. So go to tryveg.com forward slash veg ready check out these meals um they'll ship to you in a box um and then like i said they're really uh very convenient because you don't have to refrigerate or freeze them uh and you can eat them right out of the package uh and they last for a very long that's really time. cool and then, you know it's funny because we always say you can help animals at every meal by eating vegan but now that's like doubled yeah, yeah. because now you can help them by eating vegan and that's a great point yeah (laughs) so buy a lot of them and you're making a donation back to compassion over killing you're also saving animals by eating a 100 percent plant-based uh meal uh that's again just very convenient uh and delicious that's tryveg.com forward slash veg ready and then let me just say about the veg ready which i have not tried and i should try it because i the shelf stable thing is a big deal 
Um, you know, that yeah. like, yep. especially with the school, you know, you're trying to get everybody having like a good lunch, get them out the door with a good breakfast. I'm trying to get to work with a lunch. Um, you know, that can be nice. And then I found, especially with the kids, um, you know, like if we're going somewhere for the day or whatever, they want to be like out and about while they're eating and they want to be able to kind of come back and eat and then like take off again. So it's, oh yeah, you yeah. know, I've sort of been mentally kind of organizing my week in a way that's like, okay, on Thursdays and Sundays, realistically, given like the rhythms of our family and schedules, those are the days that I can really cook and plan meals and, you know, spend some time really having like a real deal dinner. Realistically on Friday, we're going to be out, you know, realistically on Mm -hmm. Saturday, like they're going to be running around the neighborhood, like trying to, you know, hang out and do stuff. We may get there on Saturday. Um, but we may be doing other things. And the, and so those are my sort of anchor days that I'm like, okay, that's the day that I'm going to focus on. And there might be other days that we do the same thing where otherwise it's like, what are we doing the rest of the time? You know, it's going to be, what can we grab and how can we make what we're grabbing actually healthy and appealing and all of that? Yeah. Well, and you just made me realize something else too. And um, the sale is $30 for eight meals right now, 50% oh, wow. off the usual price. Um, and it would be perfect for um, sporting events. Um, and that, you know, our kids are young. So a sporting event to us, yeah. would be the soccer game or, you know, ta- the flag football game. So it's somewhere where in my case, I'm having to go at 6 PM in a lot of instances and sit there for an hour and a half, which would have been dinner time. Right. And so by the time the, the practice or the game ends, the kids think it's dinner time because they just finished doing something, although they've eaten before we went there. There's that struggle of, did we already have dinner? Um, and if you had something like this on hand, um, ready to go, then you know you could just you know peel back the plastic, stir the three things together, stick a spoon in their hand, and, and they'll eat it. So, yeah, definitely worth checking Well, worth I think the, the um, sort of presentation of like you can – you know, have this little tray and you can mix it together and eat it. They just love anything that they is, is handed to them that way. Oh yeah. That's a great point too. And then yeah, I think, right. um, you know, with say like a soccer, you know, it's funny cause with my older one, when he wanted to play soccer, he did great. And then sometimes he's like, I just don't want to play soccer today. I just want to lay around and eat snacks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, but either way, like kids were playing a game where they're kind of like, you know, it's it's very new for them to do this sort of stuff. I mean, they've only been on the planet like a few years. Um, and exactly. so it's a big deal. Right? <laughs> I think about it's that like, all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a big deal that like, you know, they're doing all this and then they're hungry. So then either they're going to suck down like, you know, sugary snacks or other unhealthy snacks, or you're going to have something like quinoa and rice to give them. Yeah. yeah but they're definitely going to want to eat yeah. like right in that moment. And I feel like this is part of like, having children is like, you got to pick the right moments, you know, and be prepared for that. Be prepared. Exactly. Right. So, um, there's another, um, meal service, plant-based meal delivery service that I'm in love with. And, um, I, uh, as much as I love veg ready, I have to say when this box came in the mail, um, Cheryl, I was, absolutely blown away. And so I could talk for a long time about this company um, and what they're uh, selling and how delicious their meals are, yeah. but it's Vistro. 
Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, go to vistro.com. Uh, in fact, better yet, go to tryvistro.com forward slash tryveg. I'll say that again in a bit. Um, for an incredible introductory offer of six meals for only $49. And that's what we got in the mail. Yeah, I got a box of that too. It was awesome. Um, I think wow. they are <laughs> LA-based because I had known them from yes, maybe one or two years ago. Um, and yeah, their, their food, the quality of their food is excellent. Like just full stop, their food is really good. Um, I don't know, like, how do you feel this, like what they do would or would not kind of fit into your, you know, sort of weekly routine or schedule? Like, does it work for you or how would you use it? Oh, it would without a doubt. Um, you know, so again, for, for our listeners, um, Cheryl and I were lucky enough to have this six meal, um, uh, sample pack sent to us, um, because it's part of, again, a promotion being done with triveg.com. And in this six meal plan, we got a red curry with tofu, country fried chicken, enchilada, breakfast burrito, Tuscan calzone, and pasta bolognese. Now, every one of those dishes, again, when we were talking about the sort of whole foods plant-based diet and how to eat healthy, I don't know if any one of these Yeah, but they're pretty healthy. That, like, they're like sort of the a truth. B, B plus. They're, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll call it a we'll call it a B plus. Well, I'll call it a B plus in terms of health, A plus in terms of just like yeah. savory deliciousness. So, um, if I had these, or I should say, when I have these on hand, because of course I'm going to go to uh, tryvistro.com forward slash tryveg. Um, when I have these on hand, these fit right into it because they heat up really quickly. Uh, if you do do them in the microwave, it's quick. I actually do them in the oven. It still takes only about fifteen to twenty minutes to to warm them up. And it's a full meal. And for us, you know, kids are different. This isn't a full meal for your family. In terms of a portion size, if I heated up any one of these packages from uh, Vistro, I could split it straight down the middle for the two kids. And it's enough food, at least for the two kids. Um, I was very impressed with the size of the burrito. It was as big as my head. The enchilada brick was also huge. I mean, I think it's a really good deal. And as you said, the quality of ingredients... And just the uh, the fun quality of putting together a country fried chicken meal that has gravy and two vegan chicken breasts and vegetables and mashed potatoes. I mean, that's like the food of my people, like anything that comes with gravy. Um, I love what they're doing. I think they're doing just an incredible job. Um, and I really encourage people yeah, to the, it Yeah, it was funny because with the chicken thing, which is obviously vegan chicken, like my younger one who's never had animal chicken um right. it's like oh this yep. tastes like chicken i'm like how do you even know this <laughs> um but um yeah i mean i don't know i so i think it, it it's hard for me to think about how i would integrate this regularly for a couple of reasons one is um i we we shared them like when we tried them and everybody like loved the you know different options they were all really good but like they were destroyed in like a minute. <laughs> gone. Yeah, so gone. I thought of this more as like a snack. Um, I think if they would offer like family size, like the enchilada thing was really nice. It would be nice if they would oh, yeah. offer like yeah. a, you know, six, serve six people kind of thing because our four people are like six. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, you know, search. like sort of I'm picturing like the old school, like Stouffer's lasagna kind of thing. Like if they we had that vegan version in the enchilada casserole, that would be like really good. Um, and so yeah. I, you know, it would be, it's great for like, you're out and about and you want to feed them something, but um, it like, it wouldn't last us very long. Like it would be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You'd fire through the, whatever most recently was sent to you in just a few days because each one of them lasts. I would say like one day, so maybe there one is and that. a half days. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just four people. There I mean, is you know, that. But one pre- person or two people, it's different. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was just going to say, it, and this is a, a podcast for families. And so if you're still planning your family, let's say, or if you're still, you know, single and one day thinking about starting a family, um, we still care about you and we still want to feed you. These meals would be amazing uh, for someone who lives on their own and is in a hurry and wants to be vegan. I mean, I can't imagine a better way of uh, making the transition if someone isn't vegan than subscribing to something like Vistro. Getting this six pack to get started and then just every, however long they send it to you, every couple of weeks or a month or whatever, um, getting these meals in the mail would be fantastic. They're so convenient. You know what I just thought of when you're saying that? I think this would be perfect for, a pregnant person. This would be like I'm just like putting myself like <laughs> right. perfect because oh it's gosh, like the, yeah. the like the hardiness of it, and it's not like you know you know like some foods when you're pregnant you, you don't really know, but you know by proxy like some foods are immediately disgusting when you're pregnant. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the smells <laughs> and, and smells, and it's like you can't imagine ever eating it again. Um, and this food is like yeah. the polar opposite. It's like exactly what you would want, where it's like you go into like the feeding friendly. Um, and Ooh, then that. Yeah. if you wanted to do something like help somebody who just had a new baby, you know, we do. Like, yeah. Like, so you have the, like, you know, the meal train yep. culture and all that stuff, which is really cool. It's really yep. great to stock somebody's freezer with this stuff. Um, vegan or not, like, I, yep, I mean, especially be because, you know, new moms want like, you know, the, the energy and the health and all that stuff, like anybody down to the most, like, you know, sort of vegan skeptical, Hardcore. like, you know, Midwesterner in my mind, yeah. um, I would, I would send this kind of thing to them and I could see them wanting to keep doing it. I think, I think that's a huge, um, opportunity for Vistro. I mean, there aren't that many recently given birth people out there but the ones that are out there that's exactly what you're talking about here because you you as a vegan me as a vegan will make a casserole for someone and i'll make it vegan i'll usually make like a lasagna vegan lasagna and drop it off to someone who just had a baby and then that way they can defrost it when they want to they can defrost half of it when they want to you know those meals that you drop off because you know that they're super tired they're very busy and as you say they want something very filling, very quick, savory, most likely. Um, and this is exactly what those are. So if you're not a cook, if you're not someone who likes to cook, if you're not someone who's creative and can come up with these things, as you were saying, for your vegan friend, your veg curious friend, or even your meat eating friend, this is the kind of thing that you should just send to them. It's trivistro.com forward slash triveg uh, to get that six pack for $49. Yeah, that's a really good deal. Such a you know, deal. the... Um we may not have made this clear. What's kind of cool about this is it's frozen. So you can just like mail it to anyone. 
Um, so like, you yep, know, thinking about right. like somebody yeah. who's having a baby or whatever, like you could, you could be, you know, I, yeah, I could be in California yeah. and they can be in <laughs> Chicago. Like I've got three new nibblings coming in the next several months, um, you know, in different parts of the country and yeah, their moms are getting some, my sister and sister-in-law are, are getting some frozen <laughs> food. Yeah. I'm doing it too. I just thought of two people who need this and I'm going to send it to them because it's a, it's much better than, you know, trying to finagle some food that you may may or may not get around to making and try to drop off and Right, especially if you're not local you. or if <laughs> somebody's know? like, "Hey, what should I try?" Yeah. and you're like, "Here you go. It's in the freezer." I mean, especially if you have little kids and you're not taking they're not going to restaurants. Like part of vegan culture, I think, you know, at least in my pre-kid days was everybody getting super excited about a new local restaurant. Well, not all of your friends and family are going to be A, local to you. And B, if they have little kids, they're like yeah. not going to be taking yep. these kids to like, you know, Candle Cafe or totally. something. <laughs> Never going out to um, eat. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I'm just like getting out of that fog. Like I can kind of take them to a restaurant I if know. I like really prep them in the car. Like you're going to be sitting, right? Deal. High five. Pinky swear. Whatever. But like, (laughs) (laughs) you get a toy when you're done. (laughs) But um, that you know that early sort of in the trenches world, like how could a person try new vegan food really and really get into it and become sort of you know feel confident in it unless it's showing up on their doorstep? Yeah. Yep. You know, now this is a a perfect place to to put a soundbite. It's time for another cute kid quote. All right, wait. So you first told me that everybody's supposed to be vegan, right? Mm -hmm. And why did you say that? Because I'm supposed to be vegan. How come? Because because them think that animals make them grow better. They think that? And still. Are they right about that? No. And what were you saying about a long time ago? They're supposed to do and what were they eating then? Uh, leaves. Leaves? Bananas. Okay, what else? And everything else that monkeys eat. Okay, and then they became, like, human, and then why'd they start eating animals? Because them seemed that grow better. So we should just explain to them that they can grow big and strong by being vegan? And you think that will make everybody vegan? Wait, if we make one person vegan, then to go to their friends, one of them could say, be vegan because that makes you know that I'm almost dead. Right? Yeah, they could tell their friends. Then you have to throw away your fishing rods and don't even fish again. You think that'll work? Do kids like Vistro? Tell me about your experience with your own um, kids. My older one just likes food in general. So he's a very easy sell, but he loved this stuff. This was his first um, time having red curry, which like Thai red curry, which like I I told him I I got myself in trouble in college eating way too much Thai curry. Um, And (laughs) so he might just get that for me. But, um, yeah, so now, like, you know, whenever we go out to eat or talk about what should we get for dinner if we're going to go out somewhere, he's always asking about 
Thai curry, and that's because he tried it there. Um, but yeah, nice. and then I got like yep. one of those bolognese noodles because it was almost all gone. It's like, you know, it's like sometimes it's like you catch your dog like eating like a loaf of bread or something and you're like, can I save like two slices? Like that's how it felt. Um, I'm like, I just want at least one noodle. Stop. Um, and then I think my younger one, who's more, let's say more discerning about things, he really liked some of it. And some of the rest of it, he was just kind of like, you know, esteemed, esteemed vegetables. Like, you know, that's not super exciting to him, but for anything that's like more prepared, he really, he really dug it. And that calzone, how did that go over? That got eaten when I wasn't even home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was, it was again, just like a full size restaurant quality delivery service calzone and all vegan. And so I'm amazed at how, you know, bistros pulled together these chefs, these recipes to create these truly authentic, almost like mimic meals that, as you said, if you put these out, if you prepared these in, in such a way that you could plate them for company, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even ask if it's vegan. They would just eat it. Yeah. It's, it's all that good. So I'm holding, I'm holding one of the packages right now. I held on to it for this uh, episode. So Vistro's um, uh, tagline is plants, please, because, of course, all of their food is plant-based, chef-created, preservative-free, and the box says it's delicious, so the box <laughs> must actually eat the meal. Um, but I would I would agree with the box. Um, and there's two different heating instructions: uh, stove top, depending on uh, which you're you're heating up, it's whether or not it's recommended. Uh, you could just heat it on a skillet, and then all of them are microwavable dishes as well. So, looking at the ingredients, as I said, of course, all plant based, all vegan. Uh, many of the ingredients uh, on this particular package are organic, as well as kosher, and so you it, this hits a lot of the boxes for what people who are uh, vegan and plant-based and or plant-based, people who are veg-curious, of course, vegetarians, um, all would really, I honestly could say, enjoy and appreciate uh, these meals. Yeah, the, I think one together. thing that's kind of unusual about them is how much emphasis they are putting on this chef creation and food quality. Like the quality is noticeably going to be better. It really feels like a good restaurant or a good home cooked meal. Not as much like, you know, a TV dinner. I don't know know if that's even still used, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It does not feel or look that way. Um, So I would definitely give it a try. So that again, uh, finally try vistro.com forward slash try veg. If you want to get the six-meal plan from Vistro for $49 or head over to uh, tryveg.com forward slash vegready to try the vegready meals. So these are all things that hopefully um, our dear listeners can learn from, bring into their own kitchen, serve to their own family. Uh, as we said, share with families that are growing. It's a great way to, to get the uh, vegan meals out there. Um, and as always, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, Cheryl, yeah, it's, uh, I can't been wait a fun to episode. Eat more food. <laughs> Every time we talk about this, food, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like steepling my fingers, like waiting to scheme to the next. Oh my gosh! You know what? I'm I'm half tempted to recommend we do an, a, a burger episode because just yesterday I finally made okay. the at home impossible burger, 
which we've been using the ground from uh-huh. Beyond uh-huh. Meat for a long time now. You know, not a long time, a couple of months. And so, yeah, I've got some uh, some pretty interesting stories behind that. But yeah, definitely eat well, go vegan, and uh, subscribe and and uh, please and leave us some feedback. Us Send us your kid quotes. Yes, that is uh, vegan family at triveg.com. Thank you for tuning Until in next to time. Compassion Over Killing's Vegan Family Podcast. Have episode ideas or questions about going vegan? Email us at govegan at triveg.com. Triveg.com by Compassion Over Killing, your source for the hows and whys of being a vegan family.